Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E presents our live on-air call-in show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on-air readings. Do you have a concern or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling 1-646-716-5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L-I-V-E show page at Blog Talk Radio after the show begins broadcasting. We're excited. Give us a listen. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. I was born with my back to the stars. Turn me over. I'd like to see. Here comes the morning to end our dream. Turn me over. I'd like to see. I was born with my back to the stars. Please see that they tell my truth. Please see that they tell my truth. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here once again on our monthly call-in show where you have a chance to receive a reading live on the air. My name is Hi C, and I will be your host today. I am also a host here on the Soulvox Network for Revolution, which airs on the second Sunday of each month, as well as the Amethyst Oracle, which airs on the second Tuesday of each month. And this fourth Sunday of each month is our call-in show where you have a chance to receive readings from various hosts and guests uh, of the Soulvox Network. And so we are grateful for you for joining us here today, as well as hopefully you will think about joining us again in the future. I'll tell other people that we offer this as well. Um, I'll also let you know that during my shows, Revolution and the Amethyst Oracle, there's also call-in segments where you have a chance to receive a reading too. So there are multiple times during the month where uh, you have a chance to get a reading if there is something pressing or going on or where you need some guidance in your life at that particular time. If you would like to get into the queue for a reading, you can do so by either connecting in from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510 and that will put you into the queue for your reading. If you would like to find out more about me, um, I am a professional tarot reader as well as a ritual and magic consultant, and you can find me at tarotbyhighc.net. You can also email me, highc.tarotbyhighc.net, if you had any questions. I offer uh, consultations in person if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, as well as by Skype or FaceTime or phone. So whatever technological wonder will work best for you, it doesn't matter where you're located, I am happy to do that. You can also find me on Facebook. Just either search for Tarot by High C or go to facebook.com slash Tarot High C. 
and that will come right up. And if you would like to subscribe to my daily newsletter, I send out a newsletter each morning, which has some astrological information for the day, which is really great for giving us a sense of uh, timing for things. And it also includes a card of the day, which gives a more over, um, overview, broad uh, landscape of what the energy for that day is about. Um, it includes an herbal ally of the day, which also is an herb or a plant that you can use energetically to support or help or work with something during that day as well. Um, so there's a lot of information in there, uh, and it is totally free. So you can subscribe to that the easiest way, either just is to just go to the website um, at tarotbyhighc.net and click on card of the day, and there's a little subscription uh, field there. Or you can go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarotbyhighc, and there's a little subscription button right there at the top that you can click on, which will take you to the page to uh, get on the email list for that. So let us see who we have waiting in the queue this morning. Um, let's see. We're going to go to someone calling from area code 402. Are, Hello. Are you Thank there? Thank you very much for taking my call. Well, you're more than welcome. What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Diane, and I'm calling from Nebraska. Well, welcome, Diane, in Nebraska. Does it get hot in the summer in Nebraska? Yeah, it's pretty. It's been pretty hot here. It's been um, close to a hundred degrees. Sometimes it's a lot more humid than other times. But I like summer, I so I don't. I don't complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> as a California boy, that is hot. <laughs> so I'm like, Whoa, okay, <laughs> hot. <laughs> um, have you ever had a reading before? I have, but I just discovered your show today, and I was very excited to do that. Well, welcome. Um, I, I will encourage you to check out all of the shows here on the Soulbox Network if you're so inclined. They're all right there in the archives of the uh, Blog Talk site, or you can find them on iTunes as well. We have seven or eight different shows that air throughout the month. So I'm just going to encourage you and everyone listening <laughs> to check I those out. I will do that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what is it that you would like to look at today? Well, today I was wondering if you would look in on my relationship with Brian. And what's the day and month of your birth? March 24th. All right. You need his month and day of birth? Uh, yeah, hold on just a second. I, okay. I have to do math. I was trying to do it as quickly as possible. Oh, excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, and, okay, so what's his birthday? July 27th. Okay. Um, so you can certainly jump in at any time if you have questions or anything during the reading, so don't hesitate okay. to do that. I won't okay, feel interrupted. <laughs> um, so the reason I ask the birth date is because um, it gives us a number and a card for the year, which is like the overall energy lesson theme focus for the year. Okay. Um, and when I say year, it goes from birthday to birthday. So think age more than anything. That's the easy way okay. to think about it. Um, 
So you're in a nine year and I went ahead and I just calculated what he's getting ready to go into since it's only a few days away. Um, Okay. So you're in a nine year and he's in a seven year. Nine is a number of um, completion and closure because it represents the end of a phase or cycle in numerology. Um, Okay. So it's a year of really focusing on what needs to be completed, what has run its course and is either now ready to be done and set aside in order to move on to something new or is now ready to move to the next stage or the next step or the next level rather than just staying as it is. Either way, there's that sense of closure or completion of something because we're preparing to move to the next Um Nine is also a number of, it's considered a very spiritual number because it's seen as kind of we've achieved this ultimate point in a phase, therefore we're reaching a peak of spiritual evolution of that moment, and therefore we want to look deeper into things as to what they might mean, what they might have to offer, or what is now starting to reveal itself that would represent that next stage, next level that we would be moving to. Um, seven, for him, seven is a number of commitment. Uh, it's a number of um, going after things uh, and and stepping back and saying, am I still on track for what I really want? Am I still headed in the right direction? Is what I had initially set out for really what I still am, is the goal that I still want to go after? Because it, it's fine to say yes, because this is just kind of, that, that would mean it's kind of a recommitment year where it says, yes, I still do want this, so I'm going to refocus my energies, I'm going to get back on track, you know, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also perfectly okay to change during that year because it says, well, who I was previously is not who I am now, therefore what I wanted then is different than what I want now because I've grown or changed or evolved in some way. The it's just important for people to be willing to allow for that change rather than sticking with something just because and then it not being satisfying or it uses up energy and resources that we don't really need to put towards that versus they could be going towards something else that is now more important or more right for us in our life in some way. Okay. Um, So... In some ways, those two cards, uh, sorry, (laughs) those two numbers um, have a relationship because the nine says, I'm focusing on what have I learned, how have I grown, where do I go from here? And the seven is also saying something similar. It's just it still needs to finish up a phase and is determining am I still committed to or wanting what it is that I set out at the beginning of this phase for is the nine is at the end of and recognizes are you still there you were cutting out hello
Hello.
And we're back. I'm sorry, Blog Talk seems to be having some <laughs> technical oh, issues. Back. And yes, <laughs> sorry, Blog is having technical issues apparently, and just decides to disconnect people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had to call back in. Um, so I do apologize for that. No problem. All right. So back to where we were. Um, so for the two numbers, each of those numbers correspond to a tarot card that represents the year. So for the nine the card that is represented for you is going to be the hermit card. Um, okay. And that's a card that is about introspection. It's about stepping away from the world. So we spend a little time in solitude so that we really listen to our own inner voice and understand what we really want and where we're, where, where we are really at rather than getting too distracted or influenced or swayed by outside influences. Um, it is about taking the next step. And what the Hermit card really, um, what, uh, it, it, what it really emphasizes is paying attention to one step at a time rather than worrying about the end destination. So we're not trying to figure out where we want to end up and what are all of the steps to get there before we ever take a step. It says, let's just step as far as we can see and then see what that opens up or what that illuminates and then take the next step based on that. So if we think of that in terms of a relationship, it says, let's not worry about the end goal. Let's not worry about where we want this to end up and how we're going to get there. Let's just say, where are we now? What would be the next step in the relationship? And let's just step that far and let's see what happens. Let's see what that opens up. Let's see what that reveals for us and for the relationship to then understand what the next step would be. So this is where the challenge comes in in terms of the two cards that each viewer are in because for the seven, for him, he's in a chariot year and the chariot is a very fast moving card and is all about go, go, go. And the hermit card is all about sit, sit, sit. <laughs> um, so, you know, there can be either impatience or a lot of pushing or nudging on his part this year and whether that's he's externalizing that trying to move things along with other people or if there's just that sense within himself of trying to get things going and make things happen you're more of you know well let's just take a nice little sunday drive and let's just go down the street rather than immediately get on a plane to go across the ocean um so that's where some of the challenge can come in the, the upcoming year between the two of you is it's almost like that push pull. It's like you're on the brake, he's on a gas pedal. And um, it, we, we don't want to be, the hermit card encourages you not to give in to being rushed in something. Um, when you're feeling that way, the hermit card, because the hermit says this is a year where we tend to want our own space. You know, we want, alone, we want a lot of alone time. We want to create kind of a refuge for ourselves. So whenever you're feeling that way, the hermit card encourages you to, to pull inward and say, okay, let me just go and take a little time away to, to see if I'm ready for this, if this is what I want at this time, how far I want to step rather than getting caught up in what somebody else is wanting or doing and finding ourselves moving too fast or not able to keep up or getting exhausted um, because we are caught up in their whirlwind rather than moving at a pace that is comfortable for us. Okay. 
So the cards that came up specifically around the relationship, um, first we have one that represents you, which is uh, the two of wands reversed. The card that represents him is the ten of swords reversed. And the card that represents the relationship is the four of cups reversed. So one thing we notice right away is that all three of these cards are reversed, which means they came out upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and reversals can indicate fear and resistance. They can indicate delay. Um, sometimes they can indicate a no, but here there's this idea that something, either something is holding the relationship back or re-emphasizes we need to take things slowly. It's like putting something off so we don't rush into something versus taking our time to get there. Um, It's also about being willing to sit and examine what are the fears and resistance within the relationship. Is somebody afraid of commitment? Is somebody afraid of going to the next level? Is somebody afraid of moving in together? You know, whatever it is. But there, there seems to be some fears and resistance around this relationship that are inhibiting its ability to grow and to move forward. Um, For you with the two of wands reversed, one thing that that says is it's time to take action on what's in front of us rather than to keep waiting to see what other possibilities might pop, uh, you know, show up on the horizon. So, examine or or pay attention to what is it that's already available to you in this relationship and be willing to act accordingly rather than waiting too long thinking, well, let's see if some other option comes up. Let's see if there's something else I'll need to consider. Um, the, The challenge with the two of wands reverse is that the two of wands very much is a card of partnership and reversing it can sometimes say, I feel like I'm not with somebody where we're on the same page. Either we want different things we don't have the same vision. Um, uh, we're, we're kind of going in different directions. Here we could see that with the chariot card and that seven on his part, because a lot of times the chariot card can be very goal driven, can also be very career oriented. And okay. so he may be really on the go this year and there will be things that are kind of heating up or speeding up um, and really popping and happening for him. And he's not going to want to take time to to sort things out, to wait, um, because it's all about go, 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 and take advantage of the momentum when it's there, you know, and that kind of thing. You may feel a little left behind or left out from that. Um, and this is where we don't want you to make decisions about something just because it's like, oh, I'm feeling left behind. I guess I just need to get on board and, and, and you know, do what this person wants in the time frame that they want. Don't sacrifice or compromise that for yourself um, rather than making sure it's really what you want. Okay. And if it is, the two of wands says take action on it. But that hermit card says make sure you've sat with yourself and not been influenced by somebody else to make a decision around something versus you've come to your own understanding and decision about it and then you take the step accordingly when you feel ready rather than on somebody else's timetable. Ten of Swords reversed for him is actually kind of nice because when that card reverses, um, there is a sense that something that has been a longstanding 
difficulty or conflict or pain. I mean, you can get into things like swords can represent legal issues or it can just represent something that's been really difficult or challenging for somebody to be dealing with. The reversal of it says it's starting to dissipate and fall away. So if there has been something that has been getting in the way, that's more really on his part, you know, be like if somebody was still dealing with a divorce on their side. And that's got in the way of us being able to move our relationship forward. The Ten of Swords reversed would say those complications are going to start dissipating and falling away. So those aren't going to be uh, a factor in how the relationship moves forward at this point. They're not going to be a concern. They're not going to be a worry. They're not going to be a stress point. Um, So we like that this is reversed because things that may have been weighing on his mind or that he had been having difficulty with that got in the way of the relationship Mm -hmm. is uh, going to start uh, falling away or he's not going to feel so um, burdened by them, I guess you could say. Um, And therefore he's, that's why that seven, it's it's a sense he's going to be ready to move forward in a chariot year rather than feeling like he's stuck at a crossroads or still has some choices he needs to figure out before moving forward. And then once he makes decisions, it's all of a sudden like, go, 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 go. <laughs> um, okay. A relationship with the four of cups reversed says it's time for this relationship to come out of its um, coasting mode. We're going to take it out of neutral and okay. figure out either whether we're going to move it forward or not. But it, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to move it forward. There's nothing here that's like doom and gloom. Um, but four of, when four of cups reverses, one thing it says, it's time to start stirring things up. Now, this could suggest that there are emotional issues that have kind of lingered under the surface that are going to start coming up that we need to and have to deal with. We can't just avoid or pretend aren't there any longer. And the willingness to do that is going to be beneficial for the relationship. Um, it also, sometimes it just says we need to stir things up like it's time to bring in a little bit of surprise or spice like four of cups upright can indicate a um, a certain sense of complacency or boredom and so a relationship mm-hmm. can just get kind of stuck in a rut and reversing it says we need to do something to shake this out of the rut and 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 get things moving again think of it like upright is like still water so it attracts you know mosquitoes and algae <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> which we don't want and the reversal says we need to move the water in order for it to not start to become toxic or for it to not just become stagnant. Um, and this relationship is at a point where it's ready to move beyond stagnation or to move out of its complacency, which can challenge people sometimes because we can get very comfortable. <laughs> but um, if we're willing to step beyond, it's just like jumping into a, a pool of water and if we dipped our toe in and it felt cold, we might say, I'm not going to get in until it gets warmer. And we may be waiting a long time for that. But if we're willing to endure the discomfort of jumping in and being mm-hmm. cold for a minute, but then we get used to the water and realize, oh, this isn't so bad. We just had to get past that initial shock of the cold water when we first came in. Mm-hmm. That's what this reversal says, that if we can allow ourselves the momentary or temporary discomfort, it will actually help to get things stirring and moving and circulating in the relationship 
Whereas if we keep holding back because we keep waiting for it to change, that would be like waiting for the water to get warmer. If we keep waiting for it to change before we ever do anything, then it's just going to sit there and start to go bad. It's always funny to talk about water going bad, but <laughs> there you are. Um, so it's, it's really it's at the point where it says we have to start facing some of the more difficult or challenging issues that may have been lurking under the surface of the relationship. But if we have the willingness to engage in that, to work on those and to not just turn a blind eye or to just wait for those to drown the relationship. Like think of four of cups reverse saying it's time to take the blinders off so that we can mm-hmm. look at the relationship fully, completely, honestly, realistically deal with what's there and approach it in that way. Then we actually have a chance of being able to improve the relationship and move the relationship forward. But if we don't do that, if we're not willing to do that, if we're going to just keep turning that blind eye to the issues, if we're going to keep the blinders on because we don't want to have to look at certain things, we're going to find that the relationship suffers under that and starts to just go bad. It becomes toxic. And then it, at some point, will be the point of no return. And this relationship that had potential and promise will end up not working out because we 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 were complacent for too long. And this says we're at the point of having been complacent for too long, but we have the opportunity to be able to change that if we're willing to face some of the more difficult aspects of the relationship at this time. Okay. And we, it's very important that both people have to be willing to do that. Right, right. Do you get uh, any intuitive impressions on on me or either one of us in terms of doing that? I'm kind of checking my intuition here. Uh, well, you mean in terms of like willingness to do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a sense that both of you are willing to do that because the two of wands reversed for you would say, I can't keep looking for or waiting for other possibilities versus it's time for me to face what's right in front of me and act accordingly on that. The Ten of Swords reversed for him would say he's not, uh, he's no longer caught. It's like he's not overthinking it. He's, he's willing to do some of that rather than what happened with the Ten of Swords is we can get caught up in what's happened in the past and therefore okay. we become afraid or we shut down or we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable because we're afraid that it's going to go like it did before. But the reversal of this says that there's an openness, a willingness, or that things have shifted enough in his life to be able to start looking at and approaching this in a way that is not so fearful of the past repeating versus let me take the chance and see what happens. That's where that chariot card starts to kick in. It says, let me move forward on this. Let me act on this and see where it goes rather than to hold back and still be afraid. Sometimes that's hoping it'll just sort itself out or it could just be, I'm going to live in avoidance and denial that I somehow am too closed off and therefore I don't want to have to do the work. You know, the willingness to do the work is going to pay off quite well based on the cards that um, are here. I have some other cards here as well, looking into the, the future of the relationship. That's why I'm saying that. Um, 
you know, this because the chariot kind of show. It, to me, that sounds like it would be a good match with that Ten of Swords reversed in terms of potentially moving forward on his part. Am I correct in yes? Because think cards? think of Ten of Swords reversed as there is an open mind to being mm-hmm. able to explore and see what is possible rather okay. than being closed off because of what's happened in the past and therefore I have my walls and defenses up or I don't want to be vulnerable or I just operate out of fear and therefore I, I don't do something. The reversal mm-hmm. of the Ten of Swords shows the openness and the Four of Cups reverse says we can start stirring things up, um, it, which is actually a beneficial thing, just like stirring water, keeping water circulating and moving rather than letting it get too stagnant. So there seems okay. to be an openness to it, you know, and the, the short term card, which to me is the next one to three months, is the three of pentacles, which says if we're willing to do the work, if we're willing to collaborate, if we're willing to approach this as a team and put the effort in, then we get the payoff with the four of wands in the longer term, which says that due to everyone having participation in the process, we have something to celebrate. We're able to move this to the next step. So, you said that but, the three but, of pentacles and the four of wands, were they both upright or reversed? Yes. No, no, they're both. both upright. Okay. Okay, that helps a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, and, and in that process, the biggest challenge is the six of pentacles reversed, which says if I'm closed off to compromise and negotiation, six of discs is very much the card of give and take. The reversal says I am afraid of or shut off or shut down from being willing to engage in a give and take process, which can either mean somebody says, this is what I need in a relationship and I'm not going to, you know, compromise, sacrifice or waver on any of that. Then that's going to get in the way. The, The other part says if I give too much, so people can be too giving where they lose themselves in the relationship, they, they give away too much and then they don't, you know, that would be the person who says, well, I have my, my needs. I have my wants. I have my desires for the relationship, but I'm willing to sacrifice and let go of all of those in order to make the person happy in order to hold on to the relationship. That's also not good. So there has to be a willingness to meet in, in the middle so that everyone has, um, is willing to listen and is willing to compromise and is willing to say, here's what I need. Let me listen to what you need and let's see how we can make that uh, beneficial for both of us. Even if it means sacrificing a little bit of what I may need to accommodate what you need, but also the other person being willing to do the same thing. So that reversal of the six of pentacles says if one or both sides are not willing to give an inch, if we're not willing to, give and take, then we're going to get in the way of this relationship being able to move forward. But if we're able to come to the negotiation table and really listen and find a way for both people to be accommodated in the relationship and not hold so desperately onto what I need that I'm not willing to give anything, but I expect them to shift or change or compromise or whatever for me, Mm -hmm then we're going to have problems. Gotcha. Okay.
was that the final card then, that uh, Six of Pentacles reversed? You said that was a little bit more into the future, like maybe six months down the road type of thing? Oh, no. No, so Six of Pentacles actually is in the position of what's the biggest obstacle, challenge, or fear, like what would get in the way the most. Gotcha. Okay. Thank and that's you why that. I was talking about that, you know, that inability or unwillingness to compromise and negotiate is going to be the biggest downfall of the relationship. Gotcha. The, the short-term card for the next one to three months was the Three of Pentacles, which mm-hmm. is if we're willing to do the work, if we're willing to collaborate, et cetera, then we'll, we'll see the payoff because the longer-term or the bigger-picture outlook that would follow that is the four of wands. And that's where we, we see that everyone was willing to participate in the process, which then brings us to a point of having something to celebrate, which would be the idea of the relationship is able to move forward. We go to the next level, you know, that kind of thing. But four of wands is a really nice card to see there because it's participation pays off. And then we celebrate what it is that it's brought about. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, thank you very much. That really helps a lot. You're more than welcome. Thanks for discovering the show and being willing to call in and give this a chance. Yes, I'm going to check out the other shows here. Thank you very much Excellent. for that. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday in Nebraska. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Okay. So um, I'm thinking, well, I just need to check on something due to the little technical issue that happened earlier. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back after the break, um, I'm going to talk to someone calling from area code 863. So if you're calling from area code 863, be prepared because you will be the next person to get a reading right after this break. Um, And then following that, we will go to someone calling from area code 845. So we're going to take this break, and we will be right back here on the Soulvox Network's fourth Sunday call-in show where you have a chance to get a reading. If you'd like to get into the queue, you can do so by either connecting in from the show page, or you can call 646-716-5510. My name is Heisey, and we will be right back here on the Soulvox Network. Hard or what do I say? Think of the state of your heart. They say hold back, don't be careless. Hold tight, keep your guard up. What do they know? I wanna know who you are. So I'll go running through the dark with my heart fired up. Still everything I want everything now I want to know what it's like It's real and it should be safe When I lose my emotion If you keep me warm When I'm lost in your eyes I want to know what it's like You're listening to LIVE On Air Readings And I won't be jealous Take the words I say Take me all the way And take me into your 
My name is Hi C. This is the Soulvox Network, and thank you for listening in. This is your chance to get a reading live on the air, which we offer every fourth Sunday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. So we would encourage you to uh, not only take advantage of that today, but also check out all of the other shows here on the Soulvox Network. You can do so in the Blog Talk archives, or you can find them on iTunes as well. There are a number of different shows with a lot of really, really good information and some different types of focus and um, interesting guests and that kind of thing. So I encourage you to check those out. My name is Hi C and I am your host today as well as host of Revolution and the Amethyst Oracle here on the Soulvox Network. If you would like to get into the queue for a reading, you can do so from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510. So let us go to our next caller. And this is someone who is calling from area code 863. Are you there, caller in area code 863? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi, this is Hello. Julia from Florida. How are you? I am good. Well, welcome, Julia, to the show. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you would like for us to look at today? Um, well, would it be okay if we just do general? I've got a, a couple things on my mind and Maybe, you know, that'll be answered in just kind of a what's coming up for me. Sure. Um, what's the day and month of your birth? September 16th. All right. Um, okay. So if you had, I don't know if you heard me explain earlier, the reason I asked the birth date is to calculate a number in a card for the year, which means birthday to birthday. So think of it in terms of age, which gives us an overall sense of things uh, in terms of the energy lesson theme focus for the year. Um, and you are currently in a seven year, which you might have heard me talking about 
earlier. It's about commitment. It's about speed. Um, it's about really zooming ahead, moving forward on things. We may also find that things start to speed up during this year, or there's a certain sense of restlessness um, or, the, or urgency that can kind of happen during this year. Uh, and we want to we want to stay in front of it in the sense that we want to make sure that we're in the driver's seat. So part of what we really are focusing on right now is making sure that we're the ones who are driving things forward rather than letting other things drive us. Um, and that is challenged at the moment because the first card that comes up here when I pull the cards to say, okay, what's going on right now? Um, the first card that comes up is the hangman card. The hangman card is a card of patience. It says, let's wait and see. Let's see what comes before making a decision or taking an action, which may kind of, you know, um, challenge us a little bit because with all of that seven, seven corresponds to the chariot card for the year. Um, you know, with all of that seven and chariot energy going on, we may not want to wait we, we get a little, we, we have to be careful during a seven, a chariot year, because we can be a little too impulsive. We, we want instant gratification. You know, everything needs to go, go, go now, now, now. And the, the hangman card says, okay, let's just wait just for a moment. Let's have a little patience here. Let's not get too impetuous. Let's not get too um, uh, over eager, <laughs> if you will. Because the hangman card encourages us to look a little deeper. So it says, let's not move forward just yet. So if, if we think of the chariot like a vehicle, the, the, the hangman card is saying at this moment, instead of just jumping in the car, getting on the road and seeing where it takes us, it says, let's take a little more time to look at a map and plan out our course and make reservations where we're going to need them rather than doing everything on the fly. So this is the time to be uh, peeling back some layers in order to look a little more at things. So we have um, more detailed information so that we have a better understanding of things. And so we also feel we're making the right decision rather than ending up feeling like we made a rushed decision or rushed action that we could have benefited from more by having taken our time rather than being so quick. Um, I will say that the hangman card sometimes, like the hangman card actually encourages us to look at things that, uh, from an opposite point of view. It turns everything on its head. So it says, if I was going to do this, let me look at the other side. Sometimes it's a card of playing devil's advocate because it says, let me take the opposite approach just to see, it's just like being in a good debate where we hear both sides um, and, uh, it's it's the willingness to be open to listening and seeing things from another perspective rather than just assuming we know and acting on that without having taken the time to look at it from all sides. Um, and there is an aspect with the hangman card that's about surrender and sacrifice. So surrender can mean um, surrendering to what is. It's, it's uh, acceptance. Uh, which may mean the acceptance of taking time or waiting rather than immediate. Uh, it's not forever. It's just knowing that for this moment, I need to wait. Sacrifice can also say, am I willing to make the necessary sacrifices to let go of certain things in order to 
open up and create the space and opportunity for moving forward or for having um, the things that I'm envisioning for myself. So we can't just keep things as they are and then just transfer them over. There has to be a willingness to leave something behind, to change things, to sacrifice in some way in order for that shift or change to happen in the best way possible. The card next to that is the Prince of Swords reversed. And again, well, it would be the same as the Knight of Swords uh, in other decks. So uh, this is another card. Anytime you have Knights or Prince, it represents the idea of taking action on something, of forward movement in some way. The reversal, meaning it came up upside down, says the thing that's going to be most helpful and beneficial at this time is for us to move slowly. Because uh, Prince of Swords tends to rush into things without thinking. And reversing it says, let's not move forward or take action on something until we know we have thought it through, done the research, have the information we need, sat and thought about it for a while. So, so it, it, it reemphasizes not being in a rush. Um, the biggest challenge or obstacle right now that we're facing or that may be impeding our progress or that would get in the way is the Ten of Swords reversed. And so, and again, there is a sense with the Ten of Swords reversed, the, the good side of the Ten of Swords reversed, although this is because it's in the position of the biggest obstacle. So I'm just going to say this first to give the contrast. That the Ten of Swords reverse says, don't overthink something. But being in the position of what's the biggest obstacle or challenge, the reversal of this card could say, we didn't think this through enough. We didn't give ourselves enough time to think of all of the different steps, of all of the different factors, of all of the different things that need to be planned for, accounted for, prepared for, before we moved on something. So there's a lot here that says right now, so these first three cards that I'm talking about are really about what's going on right now, is taking our time, making sure that we've looked at, explored, gotten information from all of the different angles and sides and perspectives so we understand the fullness and complexity of the situation and then are able to act in the best way possible rather than assuming we know and acting on that and then realizing if I had waited and I had known this or checked into that or had that information, I could have done this better. So patience, um, investigation, and, and that openness and willingness to say this may not be exactly the way I was thinking or anticipating and I have to accept that there's our surrender and then perhaps make some sacrifices, which may mean do it in a slightly different way, change the timing of something, um, leave something behind rather than thinking I can bring it with me into what I'm moving into next. Um, the willingness and openness to that is also going to be really important. I will say from an astrological standpoint, the end of this year, we have a Saturn trine Uranus. So mainly November, December, there's a little bit of October in there as well. Trines are very beneficial 
Saturn trine Uranus says we're likely to see the results or rewards or manifestation of something that we have had patience, perseverance, discipline, and focus around. So we see that emphasis and that importance of not rushing, but having taken our time, not giving up on something because it didn't have a, happen overnight versus allowing it to just coast or sit a little bit. Maybe it just needed to marinate before it was the right time or had everything that it needed. And the Uranus aspect says there's something unexpected or surprising that may happen or come about as part of that. So, and again, it's in a beneficial way because of the trine. So um, that can say that it may uh, come in an unexpected form, that the timing may be different and surprise us than what we had thought or we were assuming it would be. Um, and it's the openness and willingness to that unexpected, to that surprise element, but also knowing there is something coming, but it's because we have the patience for it that we will start to see that because you're going to move from a seven year to an eight year. Eight is a number of seeing the tangible results of something that we have been working on or working towards. So eight is when we really start to make things real. Seven is a year when we start to set things in motion, but we don't necessarily need to see them come to fruition right away. And eight is more about the fruition part of it. So that's why we're seeing some of this patience. It's not that long for you to shift, uh, you know, from year to year because your birthday is just in a couple of months. But I think that that's going to set the stage for that last part of the year from the astrological standpoint that October, November is going to be really key. And because you had the willingness to, to wait or to get all of the information before taking action and the openness to it may, I, I will set things going in this direction, but I'm open to some unexpected or surprise aspect or element to it rather than trying to force it to be what I think it should have been. That's all going to really pay off for you and probably reveal itself in a very clear way um, towards the end of the year. Hmm. Um, it's, go it's ahead. It's interesting that you keep using the word move, 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 <laughs> because that's exactly what I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting to move, and I was hoping that things would look, you know, more favorable for me, like finding a place. I was hoping maybe um, August to use August to find the place, and then be, you know, start moving in like September first. But you're saying maybe October, November might be a better time frame. Yes, it's it, yeah, it's not going to be quite that quick. Um, but this is where if you go ahead and start the process of looking, um, and that this is where I would see that the the end of the year will bring a surprise element to that, um, because it may be that you you find a place, but then you feel it's too expensive. And then, you you know, just on a whim in November, you're like, let me just see if that place ever sold that I had looked at a few months ago. And you look at that place and all of a sudden you discover it's still for sale and they've reduced the price. And now it becomes a much more of a possibility. That's the kind of thing that we would see in terms of the progression of the next few months. So 
be willing to come back, or you may find that you find some place and you put a bid on it, but you don't get it. And then in, you know, towards the end of the year, you get a call from the people that were selling that say, you know, you had put a bid on this house and we had accepted another bid, but it ended up falling through. And so we thought we would check to see if you're still interested before we put it back on the market. So it's not saying don't do anything. It's just saying that the time frame that you may be thinking of is going to be slightly different than what the best time frame may be for you. So if you can be willing to have that patience and to not be in a rush and to allow things to unfold the way they need to. And again, I would come back to it's really, this is a good time, like a seven year is a good time for setting things in motion, for getting headed down a road. But the eight year is really when we see the payoff of that or the, the manifestation of what we were uh, moving towards. So if you can accept that rather than trying to force it to happen by September 1st and then ending up in something you realize maybe isn't as good as you had thought it would be or is not as best for you as it seemed initially, then you will find that something better or the, the way that things turn out will actually be much more beneficial for you in the way that they start to come together and happen towards the end of the year. But that will be a result of you having set some things in motion during this time. It's just, we don't need to see it pay off right away or in the um, immediate time frame that you are projecting onto it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, that's part of, you know, why it's so funny because this whole year has felt like, you know, delay, delay, delay. It's like, that's been the, uh, like the theme, if the year has a theme, that's what the year feels like it's been for me. It's just delay. So it's definitely when you said patience, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's well, like I am being forced to be patient for this yes. whole year. Like, well, <laughs> and, and some, of, some, of, some of that delay, too, is probably exacerbated. The, the first eight months of this year in particular, um, there's been a lot going on astrologically that would, would contribute to that. We've had all sorts of retrogrades of planets and, and things going on. We start to fully move out of that at the end of August. And it's really that last part of the year when we have moved out of all of that and everything seems to have shifted and now things open up. We feel as if things are moving forward. We can actually feel as if things are lighter in a lot of ways. So we now feel both an ability as well as more comfortable in the sense of how things are happening or how we, um, we can move forward with things. So I think, you know, it'd be interesting if we looked at like your astrological chart, we would probably see how all of the retrogrades that have been happening are directly impacting the areas of your life where you're feeling a lot of delays where you've been wanting things to be moving forward. And um, all of that's getting ready to kind of shift for everyone in a general sense. Um, you know, by the end of August. So that's why if we can just pull back a bit from the time frame you were thinking, it's interesting to me because I would also say intuitively you are aware of those astrological energies without perhaps even realizing it. Because the fact that yeah. you were thinking about having this happen at the 1st of September is actually mm -hmm. an intuitive sense of that seems to be when things will be different, or that seems to be when that might be a better time. 
And that's really true because all of that astrological energy starts to dramatically shift and open up around that time. The cards that are coming up are just saying, yeah, just because it opens up doesn't mean we have to have everything happen the next day. (laughs) It just means it's going to open up. Go ahead. Oh, I was, it, it is going to open up. And if, if we can just be part of setting some things in motion and setting the stage to take advantage of that, we'll find towards the end of the year that things start to fall into place or things start to reveal themselves that are much more real for you to take advantage of and are going to be more rewarding or beneficial for you than if you had tried to force it to happen at the beginning of September. Okay. Well, the reason I was thinking September 2 is because I'm a Virgo and supposedly, you know, what is it, August or September is when Saturn moves back into Virgo and Virgo, you know, we have it for just, you know, a little while longer and that's supposed well, to be the benefactor of Virgo for the time it's there. So I was thinking, yes. yes, I'm going to get this little help. And, well, you know, that, so yes, <laughs> but also look at what we're what I was talking about for the end of the year with the trine. It's Saturn trine Uranus. So the, you know, your ruling planet, if you will, of Saturn, Mm -hmm. that beneficial planet for you is going to be in an extremely beneficial position with Uranus. So there's our, um, that kind of unexpected or surprise element where you go, oh, wow, this is really paying off for me in a way that I hadn't necessarily expected or in a, a form or a process that goes in a surprising way that ends up being far more beneficial for you. So I think that you knowing that, but then we want to pay attention to the bigger picture as well, which says Saturn is a big player in that trine at the end of the year too. And so just because it's your birth month doesn't mean we have to jump on it right away because we need to get into the eight year really more so because eight corresponds to the strength card, which says you'll be in a stronger position after your birthday and during that year for things to really pay off or um, manifest or really see the the full fruits of the labors of the things that we're trying to bring about. Um, so I think that you're, you're exactly right in connecting to that Saturn aspect, but I think it's going to be an even more beneficial Saturn aspect for you at, in that last quarter of the year when it goes into that trine with Uranus. And so that's where we're having just a little more patience to allow that to kick in because that's going to be a more beneficial energy for you um, than if you tried to do it right away. Okay. So this is more along the September, October, November, or the October, November, December? Yeah, I think, think Q4 of the year is really when that trying goes into full effect, and that's when it becomes that really beneficial period. Okay. But again, that's not because you're just sitting doing nothing. It just means that now is the time to set in motion doing the research, getting the information, perhaps making contacts with things, you know, that kind of thing, because that's what's going to start the process that will then start to come to fruition during that time for you. So, so don't, you know, ignore this time. That, that's where like September when you're thinking like Saturn and Virgo and all of that is, is a really good time. Yeah, that's a great time to start creating the structure and to start putting things in place and to start setting things in motion. But the payoff is going to be at the latter part of the year. So just don't try to force something that that's the danger of a seven or a chariot year 
is that we mm-hmm. try to force something because we try to rush it. We, we, we want it right now. And so as long as you don't try to rush and force it, then you'll, you'll see the payoff for it. And it's not going to be that long, um, but you'll see the payoff for it towards the end of the year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to be in the flow of the timing of it, you know, but I, I'm just, the other side is I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity either. Well, but you won't miss the opportunity if you were getting things organized and in place during when you were thinking. It's just yeah. that the, the, the result of that is going to show up a couple of months later rather than it being immediate. So it's not that um, being in the flow or taking full advantage of it means I have to move in September. It just means I need to start making real progress on identifying where that is, making the connections, getting the information, um, setting something in motion or whatever, so that it takes full advantage of that at that time. But then how it comes to fruition will be a couple of months later rather than it needing to happen in September. Okay. Because September, you really wouldn't want it to happen right at that time because September, we actually have a Mercury retrograde. Which is fine. It'll probably feel really easy for people because compared to what we've been in for the rest of this year, (laughs) Mercury retrograde is like nothing at this point because that's like the only thing that's in retrograde and and we're very used to going through those. Um, So uh, we wouldn't necessarily want to finalize anything during September, but it's a great time to be um, getting things in place um, and, and preparing everything. Okay. All right. Um, the other thing I had on my mind was love. I'd really like to make that, you know, heartmate connection. So I didn't know if, if there was something well, there for that. Yes, because um, part of what's here would say that as long as you are, as long as you feel like an outsider where you are, like you don't fit in or you're not in the right place or, you know, that kind of thing, you're not going to connect with the right kind of people. So it's once you get inside, once you get to where you need to be, then you will find that the um, opportunities and potential for love and relationship and that kind of thing start to open up or start to blossom, if you will. (laughs) Um, And that's where... um, So being in a seven year and a chariot year, which in general is a card about movement and travel, says this is the time to be very focused on where am I going? Where do I need to be? Where do I need to be headed? So by making that the priority right now, it's going to get you on the road and get you to where you need to be. And then when you move into an eight year, that's when you start to settle down and settle in, which also means I'm now in the place where I need to be, which I can now start to make connections to what is around me. Um, You know, if you tried, if that started to happen now, it could throw your whole thinking into disarray because it'd be like, well, now I've met this person and now maybe this relationship is starting to develop. So maybe I shouldn't move right now, you know, and then we feel conflicted about what we were thinking of doing, but now maybe we shouldn't do that because this other thing is happening and all of that. So for the moment, we want to focus on getting you to where you need to be. Once you're there, then it's going to happen because the cards, I just pulled cards to look specifically at kind of the love life, if you will. 
Um, <laughs> and the, you know, the high priestess comes up, which is sometimes is a card of mystery, but it just says uh, th- this is when we allow for things to happen when they need to happen. And that's followed by the tower card, which can actually show that something happens unexpectedly. Now this, the tower card would be, it can be a very Uranus kind of card. Uranus, as some people will say, because I always laugh like a little teenager when you say Uranus. Um, but uh, so that could actually indicate that part of what happens during that trying period at the end of the year may be directly related to coming into contact with love or potential relationship partners. So, but that would tell me that they're playing off of each other, that if the move happening and something happening around that during that time is taking place, that would immediately show us that by you moving and getting to where you need to be is going to be the catalyst or the spark for suddenly connecting with people that have love and relationship possibility for you. So it's going to be there rather than here. So let's not worry about it at the moment because we need to get you there, meaning to where you need to be in terms of the move and that kind of thing, rather than thinking it's going to be here where you're at at this moment. But it's likely to happen very quickly or very soon after you make the move. That's encouraging. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so ready Which, for things to just start well, moving, just that, flowing. <laughs> but, the, but uh, you know, it's encouraging, too, because it says, if I tried to force the move to happen on my timetable or in the way that I think it should go, I may actually miss out on that opportunity because I got there too soon. You know, so if it's like, no, I'm going to move September 1st. We may get there, but we may be there too soon, which means that our paths don't cross with who is going to be coming. Whereas if we have it happen towards the end of the year when we make the move, I would look at this and say that it probably is going to be something that has a direct relationship to the move. Like you meet the person because they are a neighbor who happens to come out and help you move some furniture in, or they're the real estate agent that helps you find a place, or you know, the person that works down at the county clerk's office that you have to go file some sort of a paper for, for the place you move into or something. Um, you know, so there, there seems to be a direct relationship or catalyst between the move and the love relationship side of things. So we really want to have that patience since that was highly encouraged. We really want to have that patience because we want to make sure that it's happening at the right time and in the right way and in the right place for that to happen. The tower card also sometimes can indicate like love at first sight, you know, where like fireworks go off and it's just like we knew from the moment we saw each other kind of thing. So also pay attention to that. There's like this sudden spark or this sudden connection and it does bring in an unexpected or surprising element. So it may be somebody that, you know, either the type of person surprises you because you hadn't necessarily ever expected to see yourself with that kind of person. The environment or the situation that it happens in is very surprising or unexpected. You know, be like, oh, I can't believe that we met. We've been together 20 years. And the way we met was because this person came over and asked if I needed help moving this box into my new house, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. So all of that plays into it. But, you know, the tower card says it's quick. Um, It represents 
sudden upheaval or sudden change, which is like that love at first sight kind of thing, like just like, boom, all of a sudden happens. Like, oh, I've had this drought, you know, of love for uh, a while. And now all of a sudden here I am. And that could indicate all of a sudden I have three people interested in me. And here I've been, you know, three years with nobody. (laughs) Um, All of that can be indicated here. So it certainly isn't that far away, but I think it's very directly related to the move. So we really want to pay attention to making that happen in the right way and at the right time. Okay. okay. Um, because that's going to be the catalyst <laughs> for coming into connection with. Okay. Very cool. And okay. I, I would anticipate that once you do meet somebody, it'll probably develop relatively quickly because the card that comes up in the short term is the 10 of cups. And that's actually the card of like, it's the happily ever after card, but it's like marriage and, you know, kids and the house and the white picket fence and all that kind of stuff. Um, But the fact that it's in the short term says that tower card kicks in, which means there's kind of this immediate surprising or sudden things that happens and develops. And then it doesn't take very long. That's the idea of the short term here. It, It, within a short period of time, it moves from, having seen each other for the first time to being in a serious relationship to something that looks like it's going to be long-term. Well, well, who doesn't want happily ever after though? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't mean to sound cheeky with that, but I mean, truly, isn't that really what we all want? Our happily ever after, you know? Well, it it is as long as we don't create expectation of fairy tale that is unrealistic. And then we set ourselves up for disappointment. But it's a really great card to see here because it just says there's something coming in the short term or in the near future, love-wise, that is going to have um, great satisfaction and fulfillment. Like Ten of Cups sometimes is seen as the ultimate card of happiness, transcendence, and bliss. Um, it's, and it's card of harmony. And here's your flow because it's cups, which is water. And so it's like we just flow into each other and we just have this connection. And that's where the tower card comes in. It's like an immediate sudden connection that almost like knocks us off our feet or rocks our world. Um, and some of that can, but, and some of that can just be the effect of if we haven't had that for a while, feeling that we can almost become distrustful of it. Because we think, now wait, can it really happen this way? <laughs> yeah, is <this> um, for real? <laughs> right. And, and it may feel that way, but this is going to encourage you to give yourself over to it. And this is where I come back to the end of the year with the Saturn trine Uranus, because it is that kind of feeling like, is this really real? Can it really be this way? Because it'll surprise us or be in that unexpected aspect that we want to have the, the, the willingness to, to, to have faith in rather than to distrust it to the point that we dismiss it and miss out on it because it doesn't look like or it doesn't happen in the way that we thought it would or should um, or we write it off because it's like, no, this is too good to be true. Well, well I'm hoping not to have that be the scenario. <laughs> well, that's up to you. You're in control of whether that's the scenario or not because that's going to be all about how you are open to and or respond to something. Um, for right now, start to set things in motion, you know, engage in the process, but don't necessarily try to push or force for immediate results around the move aspect, but know that something is likely to happen as a result of doing that towards the end of the year may not be exactly the way you thought it would or look like what you thought it would, but it's going to be in your best interest. Um, And it's going to really pay off because you had that patience, because you were willing to 
engage the process rather than force the process and let it happen when it was the right time rather than the time you thought it should. That's going to then also be a catalyst for the love aspect to suddenly change for you in your life. Well, definitely something worth waiting for. Well, that's yes. Cool. I'm glad I talked to you because, you know, it's like, you know, I feel like I've been waiting, waiting, waiting. And well, but that's... Well, I don't want to rush it, so thank you for, you know, confirming that it's coming. Just have patience, you know, do your right. diligence. And, and, and that's where I would come back to that Saturn trine Uranus because it is literally the way I describe that is it's the payoff for the patience, the perseverance. Um, you know, so it, it really is patience pays off at the end of this year and, and y- your willingness to have accepted that and, and operated that way is going to then manifest for you in the last part of this year, okay. most likely from the move situation, but that is so directly related to how love and relationship come into your life that it will have a payoff in that area as well. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Just it's like the rainbow at the end of the storm. <laughs> so, well, exactly. See, and well, and you know, <laughs> yes. Well, and the traditional imagery for the Ten of Cups actually is a couple with their kid and their house standing and looking uh, underneath a rainbow. <laughs> so there you are. There's your rainbow. Yay! <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, well, that's good. That's definitely worth worth waiting for and being patient for. <laughs> so thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the reading and for the guidance and always a pleasure to speak with you. So thank you so much. Yes. And, and thank you for both listening and calling in. And right, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing of the progress that happens at the end of the year. All right. Sounds great. Thanks again. Have a great, All right. a great week. <laughs> you too. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so I think we'll take a quick break because if I don't have some water, I might just start coughing. (laughs) Um, uh, So when we come back from the break, we're going to go to someone calling from area code 845. So if you're calling from area code 845, be prepared because after this break, it will be your opportunity for a reading. My name is Hi C. You're listening to the monthly call-in show where you have a chance to receive a reading live on the air here on the Soulbox Network. If you would like to get a reading, you can get into the queue by connecting in from the show page, or you can call 646-716-5510. And we will be right back. And love is 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 love.
You're listening to LIVE On Air Readings. call-in show where you have a chance to get a reading live on the air. If you'd like to get into the queue, you can either connect in from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510. I am the host of both Revolution as well as the Amethyst Oracle here on Soulvox Network. And you can also find out information about me if you would like a private session, either in person by Skype, FaceTime, or phone by visiting my website, tarotbyhighc.net, or you can email me, highc at tarotbyhighc.net, if you have questions or need some additional information. So we're going to go to our next caller, and this is someone who is calling from area code 845. So are you there, caller, in 845? Yes, I am. Thank you. Welcome. This is Barbara, and I'm calling from New York. Excellent. Well, welcome, Barbara, from New York. What is it that you'd like for us to look at for you today in our reading? I want to look at my work with a capital W. And as a brief background, um, for over 20 years, I've been conscious on the path, and especially in the earlier years, but even lately, whenever anybody addresses what my work is, they would always say, I see you working with children, and I never related to that until this year when someone said, well, they're not human children on the earth plane. These are future children uh, that are a collective on the ninth dimension. And then I was happy. It made sense. It felt right. 
as for my own personal growth over the last 20 years, there are times when I sit and I think, well, what is my unique message that I want to bring to the world? And at first it was base your decisions on faith, not fear. And then years later, my focus was different, and I thought, well, maybe my personal message is going to be about um, conscious equal partnership. And just today, as this has been a month of constant insights into this particular incarnation, um, it came to me just this morning, literally this morning, that um, the theme is self-love, and that's it. So what I would like is if you can tap into this and see, I'd like to know, for instance, does this collective of children, do they resonate with the theme of self-love? Is that the material they'd like to uh, bring down to earth through me? Is there an alignment there? Um, uh, how, where am I in the process of preparing myself to be able to do this work, to be able to expand my consciousness that I can keep a constant connection? Because I've, I've connected with them. I've tapped into the 9D. But I'm not taking down dictation yet. So I would say my assumption is that clearly I'm not capable of sustaining that connection uh, continuously. So anything that uh, comes from the children through the cards would be greatly appreciated. And when is your birthday? March 25th. Okay. I'm a one this year. Uh, well, yes. So uh, I will also say for me, you're a 10, um, 10 and one, obviously there's relationship if you're reduced, but strict numerology, they just do one through nine, but, um, 10, 10 is a number of transition and change. So it says we're moving from one stage, from one level to the next, and we are closing the loop. We're tying up the loose ends of what has been in order to free ourselves fully and completely to move into the new with nothing pulling us backwards and without attachment to what has been that we may that may cause us to either doubt or slow down or pull back from moving forward fully. So you the do, door. Yep. Yeah. So you, it it is time, and I would say the fact that you've just had this you know revelation in some ways about the message of self love and that kind of thing, that's the kickoff for the next stage, and so that's why we would see the ten. It's time for the change and transition into what comes next, and even that realization helps to suddenly open up space for you to pursue, examine, explore that that may not have been there before just because you didn't have the awareness or you didn't tap into that specific message. So we couldn't open the space until we actually knew it was there. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the, the cards that I use now here, I'm going to talk about um, – a card that corresponds to the number as the year card. Um, the cards that I use for that, they correlate to Egyptian deities. So the 10 
is the card of Kepera. Um, most people know Kepera because it's the scarab. So, uh, and I think a lot of people have an idea of what the Egyptian scarab or scarab beetle looks like. Um, mm-hmm. One thing is that Kepera is who is placed over the heart of the mummy during the mummification process because the heart is seen as both the seat of intellect and emotion, and it's the most important and vital organ that has to be protected and maintained in order for passage into the afterlife. Now, if we think of that beyond just moving into the afterlife as death, we can also think of it as moving into the afterlife, meaning moving into the next dimension, into the next Mm -hmm. stage, into the next level of existence. So there's something about having tapped into, this is the year where you really come back into the heart and this awareness that you have uh, with like the self love message is the opening of the heart, which says we've now opened and revealed something else to start pumping it through our veins. Um, And Kepra has a lot to do with that because Kepra is the God of the sunrise. Um, It, you know, Kepra represents this card represents the dawning of a new eon, the dawning of a new age. Um, So for you personally, this is the year of the dawning of a new age in terms of where you're at, the focus you're taking, the path you're going down. And it means it's unlimited potential there because whenever a new day starts, that day holds unlimited potential for us because it's whatever we're going to make of that day. In some ways it doesn't even matter what happened yesterday. So, um, you know, this, this awareness that you've had of the evolution of the message is setting the stage for a new eon for you in terms of the work that you do. And it means it's time to more fully engage in when you say, maybe I somehow you you feel you're lacking in being able to maintain the connection to the children. You know, this is what we're going to set aside. This is a whole new day for you. So therefore I'm going to go back to your original message, which means it probably was the message you need to hear for yourself faith, not fear. I want you to now start moving forward, having faith that you can maintain the connection that you can open to and receive from them and will know what to do rather than having fear that you can't maintain the connection. So the first message or the first theme that you thought was there for you may have been there for you (laughs) rather than it being the overall theme for what you're doing for others. And now you right, actually put right. it into practice. Um, also, you know, Kepra, th- there is a sense of being watched over and protected. That's like the, the scarab being put onto the heart. So you're now being watched over and protected, which means one, that would probably be the connection to the children Two, that would mean that things that are outside of our, conscious view and awareness are also watching out and protecting us, which can go to like the multi multidimensional aspect of things and probably shows beyond just the children, other things that are also watching out, helping and protecting. Um, But it means we can also move forward without fear because we have faith and know there are things watching out on a bigger level for us. Therefore I don't have to be so fearful because I know even if I can't see it or know what it is directly, it's there. It's like knowing my guardian angel is there, even though I don't know what their name is or what they look like. (laughs) But we move forward because we know our guardian angel will take care of us. 
It's that same kind of concept here. So mm-hmm. it's time. You know, traditionally the 10 would correspond to what's called the wheel card. So it's time to set this wheel in motion. And it, it, it will bring about major changes. We will undergo major changes as well as there will be changes that are starting to happen that are not of our doing, but we want to actually just go with them, engage them, and fully embrace them rather than trying to slow them down or be fearful of them. Um, so it's a big year in that regard. And the 10, the, the wheel car corresponds to Jupiter, which is about expansion, going bigger, um, moving beyond the familiar boundaries and borders we've operated in into foreign territory. So all of that plays into what this year is about, which is why you would, one, get this new insight as to what the message needs to be, and two, uh, why you need to be more fully engaged in connecting and maintaining the connection rather than just knowing it's there, but not necessarily being in full alignment or um, connection to it. Uh, doing it more fully, you know, the, the, the willingness to go beyond the borders, for example, would be saying, I know I have this connection, but I've always been afraid to sit in a group of people and channel the information to them. And this would be the year to now start doing that. Uh-huh. So it's opening yourself up more and putting yourself in more, uh, well, grander or bigger and more unfamiliar or, or foreign kind of settings for that information to come through. <laughs> um, I think 90 qualifies for foreign territory. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. But what we want to do, because the first card that comes up for you when I was pulling cards about, you know, specifically around this. The first card that comes up for you is the magician card reversed. The magician represents the phrase as above, so below. The magician represents manifester. The magician represents um, having a vision or being the visionary and being able to bring it down into the, this realm uh, to, to manifest it in a tangible way, not only for ourselves, but for other, people's, uh, other people to see. Um, the reversal of it can indicate fear um, or it can indicate that we haven't sat with and really allowed ourselves to see, um, come up with, uh, or fully embrace and step into the fullness of the vision. So it's time to not just go to the ninth dimension, but it's, more incumbent on you to start creating yourself as a vessel and channel for it to come through to manifest in this realm, which means to pass that information on to people here rather than just be in connection with who may be in another dimension. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it's almost as if you're playing mother because even though you're not physically giving birth to these children, you're the vessel or the channel through which what they have to offer is born and manifested and brought out into the world around you. Because it certainly is time, because the card next to that is the moon card. And the moon card says it's time to go deeper. 
it's time to go into the shadow realms, which can also just mean going into those realms that either we have had fear about because it's like, you know, going into the darkness and it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. Um, but it also just means there are deeper levels and deeper, uh, well, deeper levels of consciousness, um, deeper levels of awareness that it's time for us to start immersing ourselves in and be willing to go to the depth of. So we want you to more fully, and, and that could go to why you would have the awareness of the theme of the message now. We need mm-hmm. to go deeper into that. It's time to start going deeper into the connection and the work with these children and with these other dimensions. Um, we don't just skip along the surface anymore with the moon card. The moon card, we're going way, way down. Um, you know, there's also a sense sometimes the moon card is referred to as a card of emergence. So there's something that's ready to emerge um, from within you, which, I mean, we could see how the theme of the message has emerged at this point, but it's also time for you, for, for your emergence to happen, for you to start um, emerging into the world to bring this to what is around you rather than mm-hmm. you just frolicking in the pool of it and enjoying it for yourself versus coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can almost think of the, the moon card as a coming out card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it certainly is time. We don't need to necessarily rush it. The moon card encourages us to, to trust and follow the natural cycles of things. So it will unfold and it will arise and it will happen in its own way and in its own time. But we want to be fully engaged in that process rather than waiting for it to all happen before we step into it. Like, no, it has to all have come to its conclusion and then I will take full advantage of it rather than I'm fully part of the process the whole time and just going with how that unfolds, the timing it needs and where that happens. Um, The biggest challenge for you is the three of swords and three of swords is about it can be about um, release because it's, it's going through grief or heartbreak, but it's often about that willingness to say, I need to, one, heal what had been broken, but also knowing that this process is actually going to be key to the healing process. So if there are things that we feel we've tried to heal, but we've never been able to fully engage or fully complete as a healing process. The three of swords says that by you actually going deeper into this process and connection with the children and that kind of thing is actually going to bring about a healing you perhaps thought might never happen, or it's going to deepen the experience of healing that has happened because it happened on a certain level, but this is going to go to a deeper healing level that you're then able to bring to and affect other people around you with. Yes, I understand this card. This was all what this past week has been about. This was started at the full moon at the beginning of the week, which <clears throat> deepens which is the what moon I was card. been given at the new moon at the beginning of the month when I was given insights into the type 2 diabetes that I've dealt with for 16 years. And at the new moon, I was given insights into how I've been reacting to it from personality level and the emotions that were involved in it that I didn't see and how it um, 
structured my response to sugar spike experiences and how it was different now. And then this week with the full moon, oh, it went, I was shown all the way back to my childhood, the, um, the woundings that occurred, where the trauma landed in my physical body, how it was the seeds of um, the diabetes. And by Friday, Spirit came in and said, congratulated me and said, it's now being released out of my field and it will now disappear out of the physical. So it's been a big month. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and it's not a surprise because the full moon was a full moon in Capricorn, which is when things start to come into reality or manifestation. And you want to hear so. something funny about Jupiter? You said Wheel of Destiny is Jupiter. That full moon occurred on exactly on top of my natal Jupiter. Ah. And also, as an astrologer, I never heard of the term perfection. Have you heard hmm. of it? I, I never not. heard of it. But you, you, you go around the wheel. You start with your natal rising sign. So the first house is from birth to one. And at the cusp of the second house, it's now year number one. And you count every house around until you get to your age. And then you look at the ruling planet of that sign. And it's called the Lord of the Year card. So I want to guess what mine is this year. Uh. <laughs> I counted 67 houses. <laughs> it's Jupiter. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, and what house was it when you counted around like that? What was the house? Uh, seventh. Ah. Well, and there we see the the the, the shedding of things because we're going to get all of the, the the death of things. You know, it doesn't surprise me that Kepra is here because Kepra in some ways is so associated with death as the protector of the heart, which is important to be weighed against the feather in order to go into the afterlife with the Egyptians. So everything points to this seems to be a very key year for almost like shedding the old you or the death of the old you and kind of a blowing open of expansiveness of who you have the potential to become if you're willing to fully engage the process and not hold back. Um, and have allow yourself a little time for processing because the like the, the moon card encourages that it allows things to just kind of happen you know, we allow for the time that it needs. The reverse magician card says that because it says, let's take the time to sit with and come up with the vision or see what needs to be seen rather than rushing into something. And right. in the short term, the card that's here is the Ace of Pentacles reversed. And so it says, we don't need to, you know, if we've just re, renewed, well, I don't even know what the word would be, renutritionized the soil <laughs> in the garden, um, we don't need to rush right out and plant again. We can allow it to just sit for a bit. So we, we want you to sit with what has been happening to allow some time to process. I mean, that moon card is a big card for like meditation and sitting under the moon and that kind of thing. So we, we need to allow a little bit of time. So Ace of Pentacles reversed would say, sit with this and allow some processing time until at least after the fall equinox then we can start to more fully engage in the work. But for the moment, we just need to sit with. Right. Um, that's going to help it to just settle in. That's going to help you to start to see and fully understand and comprehend what this is going to entail and what it's going to hold for you. And then you can start 
thinking about the next steps and the best way to go about doing that. So we don't need to be in this immediate rush. But, and, and I, I've, I've said that in a couple of readings now, and part of that is I think because we just came into Leo, and Leo can really get us fired up about things. <laughs> um, and, and go, go, go. Uh, so if we can not give in to that too much, know that a lot of things are going to be happening and moving forward in a sense of their own volition or of their own momentum. And we don't need to start trying to do something with that here, it would say, until after fall equinox. So towards the end of September or moving into October. Um, which probably also is just saying after the Mercury retrograde, because that basically mm-hmm. is the same time period. Um, you know, and, and retrogrades, we really want to pull back. We go inward a bit more. We retreat. So, um, you know, doing that between now and the end of September is going to be really good for you to just fully integrate what's been happening and to process and allow it to really settle down into how it wants to be acted on and how it wants to be expressed. And then you can start actually being more active with it. Because um, the, the reverse magician and the reverse ace of pentacles says there's still some element or tool or tools that are lacking or missing. And we need to allow the time for those to come to us or for us to gather those up before moving forward. And that's what between now and, say, the end of September, if we just want to think after the equinox, between now and the end of September is really key for, is taking that time to sit with and allow what needs to come to come for us to gather what we recognize needs to be there that isn't yet there. And Mm -hmm. then we can start actually engaging the work more um, directly. Very good. Thank you. I like this. Felt very You're good. Welcome. But it I is a big year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I especially liked where you said, um, I trust that the that what the children want to say through me will be there and my focus um would behoove me if I put it on looking out at the world at vehicles to bring it through to more than thinking of the connection to them, it's more the connection going outward into the right. world. I thought that have you was ever, an excellent point. Have you ever done any channeling? Not, uh, no, not in any have, kind of professional way or anything. Have you Have you seen I, channeling done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this would be the time, like this processing time uh, mm-hmm. and the gathering the tools time. This would mm-hmm. be the time, I think, for you to really investigate more of what that means and how that's done so that you can start preparing yourself to do that. And whether that means, you know, reading some things, taking some workshops that are specifically about, you know, being a channel and opening to channeling and that kind of thing. Um, talking to people that do channeling, you know, going to some place where somebody is doing some channeling and then talking to them about what's this process like and how did you, you know, step into this and, and how are you able to step out of the way so that you don't let your human self get fearful or get in the way of what's trying to come through. Um, that's, I think, really what's important over the next couple of months for you is to really engage that kind of process for yourself so that you can mm-hmm. be, you can, that, that's what will help to give you some of those tools and you'll feel better prepared for doing that kind of work to open to and allow to come through you out to the world around you. 
Excellent. Thank you. Very good. You're welcome. Well, thanks <laughs> for being willing to call in and do this. Oh, please. This was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Sure. And we'll, we'll look forward to hearing the messages and things that you have to share for us that I think are going to be very useful. I've been looking forward to it, too. I can hardly wait. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> well, en- engage so the process now to start making yourself the best channel possible, and you'll find that what you've been waiting for, you are now ready for, and it was going to start happening rather than still feel like something that's going to happen. Yes, that, and that not that the biggest step of all? <laughs> it is. But it's time to spin that wheel. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, it looks like we have one more person waiting from area code 845. So we will come to you here momentarily. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will talk to you, area code 845. If anyone's listening and still wants... I put you on hold. Hold on just a second. (laughs) There you are. Sorry about that. Um, So uh, when we come back, we'll go to area code 845. If you're listening and still want to get into the queue, you have uh, just a couple more minutes to be able to do so. Oh, you're still there. Okay. There we go. Uh, Oh, I think we're actually going to go to area code 843. Wait. So is area code 845, we just talked, right? Yes, we did. Okay. Sorry about that. Got confused. (laughs) 843, 845, everything's looking the same all of a sudden. My apologies. (laughs) Uh, All right. So actually, we're going to go to area code 843. Um, uh, Unless this is who we already talked to. Is this area code 843? This is. And did we talk to you a minute ago? No, sir. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure because I think I had somebody else call from 843 earlier too. Um, so I, I just need to take a quick break. And then when we come back, yes. we're going to, to talk to you if that's okay. That's okay. Thank you. Excellent. So we will be right back. And if you do want to get into the queue, then you can do so by connecting in from the show page or calling 646-716-5510. And we will be right back here on the Soulbox Network with our call-in show for on-air readings. Fading watches with the heart of darkness Going to blows with your fear and garnish Never know until it stripped away Thought of you was gotta die to change In the morning you gon' need an answer Nobody's gonna change the standard Not enough to just feel the pain You gotta burn your old self away
are listening to LIVE On Air Readings. Welcome back. My name is Hi C. I am your host for today. I am also host of Revolution and also the Amethyst Oracle here on the Soulbox Network. I would invite you to check those shows out as well as all of the other shows here on the Soulbox Network, which you can find in the Blog Talk archives or on iTunes. And we are going to go to our last caller for today. Uh, this is someone who is calling from area code 843. And Hello. welcome back to the show, Area Code 843. Thank you. What's your name and where Thank are you, you calling from? I'm Sunitia, and I'm calling from Maryland. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for calling in today. What is it that you would like for us to take a look at? Uh, could you take a look at my relationship with my boyfriend right now? And what's the uh, day and month of your birth? Uh, June 5th. June 5th. Well, happy recent birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So based on that, um, which you may have heard me say, you know, before we calculate a number and a card for the year. And by year, I mean birthday to birthday. So think of it as the age. 
And the number that you are in for this year, which and the number in the card there represent like the overall energy lesson theme focus for the year. So the number for your year is an 11. 11 is what's called a master number. So when you see repeating numbers, 11, 22, et cetera, those are called master numbers. So one that tells us this is a year where it's about mastery. So you need to be mastering things in yourself, in your life, um, which means stepping up, uh, which means perhaps stepping into a greater role, taking more responsibility for and making sure you're in control of that, the mastery of something. Um, it's a great year for going back to school um, or continuing education in something, especially around things that you already have some sort of um, knowledge or education in. It's not necessarily starting something new versus advancing or studying at the next level of something. Um, uh, and uh, 11 it corresponds to the justice card. And that's a card, sometimes I could just say it's a year that will be characterized by some sort of a legal matter. Um, but that doesn't have to be you know, a bad thing. It can involve lawyers. It can involve a court. But it could also be like if somebody was signing a contract for a house that they bought. You know, that would be a legal matter in the, the broader sense of things. Um, but the justice card also is about ultimately finding our truth and being willing to live it. So it says it's time for you to stay true to yourself. It's time to live more authentically and live in integrity. It's time to be willing to look at things objectively, honestly, and realistically, and then act and or say what it is that needs to be done or said, rather than trying to coddle or avoid in order not to ruffle feathers or hurt feelings in some way. Uh, the justice card takes emotion out of a situation. So it, it accepts that somebody else's reaction or response to something is not my responsibility. As long as I am being fair and objective, and if I need to say something, then I say it. I'm not attacking. I'm not judging. I'm not blaming. I'm not accusing, et cetera. I simply say, if they get upset by the fact that I brought it up, that's on them. But I don't hold silence around issues that are important just because it might upset someone else. I never really have. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> um it's a great year for getting involved in um, causes you believe in, whether it's politics or activism or volunteering for things. It's anything you feel drawn to or connected to because it's helping to correct or right something that has been wronged, um, or it's just a cause you believe in that you feel is going to make the world a better place or you know that kind of thing. So it, it encourages you to really be more active in that way and to get more involved in things that are related to those kind of causes and that you believe in um, during this year. Uh, okay. So um, one thing that that would say in terms of like the relationship question is this is a year to really look at it as, uh, you know, look at it objectively, look at it honestly, and look at it intellectually. Don't look at it emotionally but look at it and say, what's the reality here? And how do I um, deal with that? Rather than letting emotion get in the way and say, well, yeah, I don't really like that, but, you know, I don't want to 
cause any upset, so I'm not going to do anything or say anything about that. Um, it's also just a willingness to see what is rather than to keep pretending something is different or other than like maintaining the illusion around something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and here immediately we go to that because the card that came up to represent you in the relationship is the judgment card reversed, reversed meaning it came up upside down. So one, when that card is reversed, it can say that we may not be exercising good or the best judgment or discernment around things. Two, it could mean that we're projecting and thinking that everyone and everything is judging us and we're, we're reflexively reacting to, to that rather than it being real in some ways. Um, and uh, or we're turning judgment around and we're judging everyone because, you know, it's like when we judge somebody for something because we don't like it in ourselves, but instead of looking at it in ourselves, we're just going to look at it badly in the other person so that we can avoid looking at ourselves. Um, the judgment card is also a card of the writings on the wall, but the reversal of it is a tendency to say, well, if I just turn my back on that wall, then I can pretend like the writing's not there. So I don't have mm-hmm. to actually heed the message. I don't actually have to pay attention to the writing on the wall because I can, if I pretend it's not there, then I guess it's not really going to happen. So there is a need perhaps to wake up and smell the coffee a bit more with this relationship, mm-hmm. to be willing to face the writing on the wall or to um, see it as it is rather than to keep creating illusion, excuses, justifications around it in order to somehow hold on to it or maintain it in the way that it is rather than facing the reality. Um, The card representing the other person is the four of pentacles. Now, (laughs) four of pentacles can be, sometimes it's called the card of the miser, And that can mean that it's somebody who tends to hold back or hold in. On the one hand, we could say, are they holding back or holding in something that they don't want us to know or to see? Um, It can also often show somebody who is very closed emotionally. They tend to play things close to the vest. They aren't very giving. They aren't very generous or sharing with things. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also get, this is a very stubborn card. They get very entrenched in the way they like things to be and they don't want to budge and they don't want things to change. It's not always necessarily towards bad things. It can also just be this, the, the tendency for somebody to say, well, if it's working the way it is, why change it? There's mm-hmm. no need to upset the apple cart. There's no need for us to, to do anything to alter what's working. But the problem with that with a four, that's the number of the card. The problem with that is that we can quickly slip into stagnation and boredom, but it means that things stop growing, things stop evolving, things stop changing, which is actually change is necessary rather than just staying the same all the time. So four of pentacles could show somebody who has gotten slightly bored could also show somebody who is just holding in and is just comfortable maintaining things as they are rather than open to or willing to change things up or to see things grow and progress um, and evolve into something else. Mm -hmm. And 
the judgment card reversed for you. Judgment, that, that card sometimes is called a card of resurrection. So it's a, a sense of coming back to life or starting to um, rise up and rise out uh, in order to move into what is next. Um, so, uh, well, here, if you want your theme song, then I would say it's Rise Up by Andre Day. Um, I don't know if you know that song, but I would encourage you to listen to it. Um, But let that be the theme song for, you know, how you might need to think about or approach this relationship right now. Um, But the fact that it's reversed is like saying my ability to um, resurrect, to come back to life, my ability to rise up in that way is being hindered or I'm actively holding it back because the other person doesn't show that they are open to or ready to or willing to contribute to and be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to grow and evolve and then see the relationship grow and evolve as well, this is where that justice card comes in and says that I'm going to have to actually challenge the structure and balance of this relationship to make that a priority and then see how the other person is or is not willing to respond to that rather than to just keep waiting any longer. Mm -hmm. Um, The card for the relationship itself is the six of wands and well, that's a nice card because it can represent success and victory. So it says that there is potential for success in this relationship. It also is a card of um, leading the charge and being able to rally everyone else involved to the cause. So mm-hmm. there's there's a need to put yourself out there into the spotlight and say, This is what I need from this relationship. This is where I would like us to be working towards. This is what I feel it's time for our relationship to now um, do or how it's now time for it to move to this level or this step. Uh, And then we see, because the four of pentacles, we, we can't do anything about it. We have to just present that and then say, are they willing to be open to that? Or are they going to be closed off to that because they're 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 not willing to actually budge? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Six of Wands especially would say that this is now the time to do that. It would say during the time of Leo, we just entered Leo. So, before the end of August, we need to engage that kind of dialogue and see what kind of response we get, so that we can start making some decisions around that. If we See the openness and the willingness. That's great. So now we can actually engage moving this relationship forward. If we don't see that response, this says we have to stop waiting any longer. And we. I'm sorry. Go Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, you know, he, he does seem to show willingness and, you know, if I have a problem, you know, he's, always there to, you know, he wants to fix it, he wants to make it right, but it just seems to be, it just, it just seems to be he's always doing something, he's apologizing for it, and it's like, oh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't know that that would offend you, or I didn't know, it, it's, it's really weird, it's like, how, how don't you know this, you know? Well, and, because, because four of pentacles, 
It's somebody who operates at the surface level. So it says, oh, wait, uh, th there's a problem, so let's fix it. But it's fixing it on the surface without addressing the root issue. Okay. And so this, this being, this miser, this being closed off at the heart level says it's somebody who is not willing to look deeper in themselves to see mm -hmm. why do I do this? Why do I keep repeating this kind of behavior? It just says, I don't want to have to work to change anything about myself. I'll just fix the issue every time it happens. But, okay. you know, there's a difference between every time the wall leaks, I go and I put a little more plaster on it to stop the leak. And then when the next storm comes, oh, it's <laughs> leaking again. So I'll put some more plaster on it. Oh, it's leaking again. So I'll put some more plaster on it. You know, okay. we can do that once or twice. But if we see that it leaks every single time, we have to accept that putting more plaster on it isn't going to resolve the issue. That's just a temporary Band-Aid. It's going to, the same problem is going to keep coming back over and over and over again. And unless we're willing to actually do the work to bust through the wall and rebuild the wall, then the house is going to keep leaking. And ultimately, that wall is going to rot. And then it's going to become a bigger problem, you know, that is, is well, not fixable. It's funny that you said that, um, you know, to having the willingness, um, like I think our past two weeks or our past 10 days or whatever have really been, uh, you know, two major incidents in our relationship, in my opinion. And so he uh, texted me late last night and was, he told me he wasn't, he was going to take all, he didn't want to talk to me today because he wanted to take time to reflect on, you know, why he's doing things that he has to apologize for. And I guess he wants to determine whether or not, you know, if he should still be in this relationship with me. And well, yeah, so, because he, he doesn't want to talk to you because he's like, I don't want to have a spotlight shine on the things that I, I don't want to have to deal with. So, you know, the fact that you will say something like, why does this keep happening over and over again, is actually turning a spotlight on him saying, how come you're not looking at the deeper root issue of why this keeps happening, which you have to look at yourself for that. And so if, if that spotlight is too uncomfortable, then it's like, well, I'm not going to talk to you. But that's because it's like, then I'm not going to allow you to find me with the spotlight so that I don't have to look at or deal with those things. And what's interesting, because I, I, I pulled cards. I just wanted to see more about this. <laughs> and I pulled cards and I got um, two cards that are called prints and two cards that are called princess. Now, what that tells me is we are dealing with a lot of very childish behavior and a lot of immaturity and an unwillingness to grow up. Um, because growing up means taking responsibility for our actions. It also means the willingness to do some of the deeper, more difficult work rather than just skating through life. So this would tell me that if you are, if you are okay continuing to deal with a spoiled brat and a temperamental teenager in terms of their emotional maturity level, then you go right ahead and have fun in this relationship. <laughs> but if you are tired of dealing with that, 
then this is where it's time to call it out and say, you have to grow up. You have to start dealing with some of these issues that contribute to this happening over and over and over again. And if not, I can't continue to be in this. So this is you taking the charge. And, and here I would look at the deadline with the Six of Wands as saying by the end of Leo, which would be by the end of August you would say, I need to see some real work being done and some real progress being made in terms of trying to get to the root of these issues so that we can start figuring out how to move beyond them rather than just see them come up over and over and over again. Yeah, you were, you were you're right. He, he does have a, um, <laughs> a streak of immaturity in him that um, I'm starting to see more and more of. Because the the Prince of Swords reverse says he never thinks, <laughs> so so he just acts without thinking. Um, mm-hmm. The Princess of Wands says he just wants to have a good time all of the time, and anything that takes away from having fun is not anything he wants to deal with. Uh, can also indicate he's very impetuous and also very ego driven. It's very instant gratification and impulse oriented. Which, mm-hmm. if you are impulse oriented and you never think you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble a lot of time. Um, you know, the Prince of Wands reversed is a tendency to not want to take action on things that are important because they can get too intense. So I don't want to deal with intensity. Um, mm-hmm. I just want everything to be easy. Uh, I would also say, I will say that with the, the Prince of Wands reversed there next to the Princess of Wands, there's also a... This is someone who doesn't know how to control their sex drive. And he does have they, a high sex drive. <laughs> well, and they, they, what we see is they would rather have a good time and apologize later than to ever put any sort of limit on themselves to actually have to say no to anything. And that immaturity level is somebody who is able that they it's like they work overtime to make excuses for things and you're going to hear things like well it just happened well um, i had a dream uh, i think it was about a week ago that he was cheating on me because we work at the same air we work at the same company and um i had a dream he was cheating on me with somebody we work with so this would indicate that if that, it wouldn't necessarily indicate that it's already happened, but it would indicate that the potential for it happening is there and that it would happen in a way that he would then make excuses for. Well, I was drunk. So, you know, it's that, it's that old, well, here we are, look, all sorts of songs, our little themes here. It's the blame it on the alcohol syndrome. <laughs> um, you know, or, well, it just happened. I'm like, it always amuses me that excuse that people use, you know, we were, we were just talking in the bar one minute and then the next minute we found ourselves in bed together in the hotel room. I'm like, um, (laughs) huh. Uh, you know, so this would certainly suggest that you may be having more of a, a premonition dream rather than a dream about something that has actually happened and that the potential is there or the possibility is there for that to happen. 
but you're going to find yourself in exactly the same situation when other things have happened too, where he's not going to take responsibility. He's going to try to make excuses and then try to find a way to fix it without examining any of the deeper issues as to why he may have done something or even having to accept the responsibility for it having happened. And the question really becomes more, how much longer are you willing to put up with this? I would encourage it not to be that much longer. That's of course going to be mm-hmm. up to you, but mm-hmm. it, it's you know, like the reverse judgment death for you. It's almost like saying it's just becoming like a slow death for you rather than the relationship really helping you to feel as if it um, stimulates you to be alive and helps you to move to new levels of life and existence within yourself and within the relationship experience. And so it's time to start questioning yourself. How long am I going to put up with this? And why would I put up with it yet again when it's been so many times before? After I had that dream about, you know, him cheating with me with someone in the office, I had another dream about us again in the office. And I was um, sitting at my desk and, um, you know, we have different desks and whatever, but I was naked. And I had to go to one of my other coworkers for something. And this girl, she came over and sat down next to him and was just, you know, he, 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 and all up in his face. And I got up and I walked to, you know, the other coworker says to get some paperwork. And he stood up and he came over and he just put his arms around me. Like he was hugging me from behind. And, you know, the other girl just looked really upset. Well, again, I would say pay attention because these are probably, especially based on the cards here, this is likely a a premonition kind of dream. This is something that seems to be what would happen rather than something that has already happened. Now, you can wait for it to happen and then call him on it and use that as the catalyst to try to see if he's willing to look at some of the deeper issues or not. But the fact that he, in the dream that he, cause nakedness, cause you were naked, right? Yeah. Yeah. So nakedness can imply vulnerability. Um, and so it would show that there's vulnerability on your part and then him coming up and hugging you from behind is really kind of, a symbol of that, that here, let me just hug it and make it better. Let me just fix it. You know, it wasn't him walking away from the other person. It wasn't him sitting down to have a conversation with you. It wasn't him in a sense, making a show in the dream of like, you know, you seeing him refuse this other person kind of thing. It was more about, well, let me go over and hug her because she was looking over this way and she might be getting suspicious. So let me go hug her in order to distract her and, and, and calm things down, which isn't dealing with the other issue. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, you know, placating you. Right. Um, and, and the fact that these cards are here with the Prince of Swords reverse, the Prince of Wands reverse especially. Um, Prince of Wands reverse is really that card about not being able to keep our sex drive in check, not having responsibility over or um, the, the, the tendency towards impulsive actions, 
um, and being very ego driven, like I just need to do this to make me feel better, or this is going to stroke my ego, or this is going to make me feel like a man or whatever it is somebody says, but it's all of that kind of ego stuff. This, it is in the future position, but it's in the short term future position. So in the next one to three months, but um, uh, the fact technically Prince of Wands is the card of Leo. So it probably would say by the end of August again, um, but this would tell me that this is somebody who is likely to um, give in to weakness or give in to impulse or give in to a sexual desire um, without mm-hmm. thought of the consequences um, and then is going to try to find a way to make excuses for it rather than to actually see it as a real problem. So, you know, oh, here, let me fix it. I'll go out and I'll buy her some jewelry and that'll make her feel better and forget it that it happened. You're like, well, that doesn't really resolve the issue. <laughs> I mean, t- thanks for the jewelry, but. Mm-hmm. That makes so sense. Th- th- this, this, I think, is just calling into the forefront that why I was saying between now and the end of August, you really need to lead, lead the charge of calling him out and saying, you have to be willing to look at some of these deeper issues. You have to start working on some of these things rather than thinking you can just put a Band-Aid on it every time. Um, that either will set the stage for him to start coming to a realization or that will actually be the catalyst as to why he'll sleep with somebody else because he'll act out. You know, think of the prince as like the adolescent. So reversing this like that rebellious, impetuous adolescent that just acts out in some way. Wow. Mm. But just because you bring up the issue and then he does that doesn't mean it's your fault. It means yeah. he's just as immature as we thought and is obviously not willing to take responsibility for his own actions. And that would just be a clear indication of, hmm, maybe I need to question whether this is the healthiest and best relationship for me to keep being in. Yeah, you're right. I always have a lot of dreams about him. Well, and how often do you feel like the dreams seem to be a reflection of either what has happened or what then happens in reality? Well, if, well, whenever I'm in a relationship with a guy and I dream about him, usually my dreams are pretty much on point. Well, then, you know, you have a history of this, so therefore there's no reason to think that somehow it's suddenly different. Right. I know. And yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I had a dream one time that uh, we were living together, and um, he was, it was weird, but he was laid out across the kitchen counter. <laughs> wow. And, um, Hello, I was, I know. <laughs> But um, I was mad at him because I caught him flirting with some other girls, and um, I, it was a statue of the Virgin of Mary for some reason right there. And I started hammering his penis with the statue. <laughs> Oh, well, all right then. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you. You've given me a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think your dreams there, I mean, they just keep seeming to repeat the theme of, yeah, because if we think of Mary as the mother Mary, what -hmm. does a mother do? They raise a child, but then when the child seems to be acting maturely, at some point the mother says, you know, it's time for you to grow up. Like they're going to push the child out of the nest. You know, and mm-hmm. so <laughs> hammering his penis with a statue of the Virgin Mary 
is almost like saying, when is your penis going to grow up? You know, when mm-hmm. are you going to start acting more maturely with this thing? And mm. what we see here is there doesn't seem to be a willingness for him to actually acknowledge that nor engage in the process of growing up and maturing. He just enjoys having a good time and doesn't understand why anything that would satisfy his needs, desires, and ego should have to be said no to. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I understand completely. And it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Which would go back to that judgment card saying the writing's on the wall, even if the writing was in a dream. It's just, Mm -hmm. are you going to give into the fear of paying attention to the writing on the wall? Or are you going to be willing to see what the wall is saying and act accordingly? I see what the wall is saying. (laughs) All right. It's time for me to act. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. So you have your marching orders. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, thanks for being willing to call in and do this today. <laughs> no problem. All right. And good luck with the situation. Thanks. Sure. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Too. All right. Bye. And that's going to bring us to the conclusion of this month's call-in show. My name is Hi C. I've been your host today, and I want to thank you for having listened, and thank you to everyone who called in for a reading. And if you would like to find out more information about me, I do offer private consultations, either in person or by FaceTime, Skype, or phone. And you can find out information about that at my website, tarotbyhighc.net. Or you can email me, highc at tarotbyhighc.net, if you have some specific questions about anything. Uh, and you can also find me on Facebook. Just look for Tarot by High C or go to facebook.com slash Uh I will uh, look forward to being here with you again on the second Sunday. Uh, well, actually, I think the second Tuesday comes first, uh, the 9th of August for the Amethyst Oracle, and then also on the second Sunday, the 14th for Revolution. And I will be happy to welcome you. If you weren't able to get a reading today, there are call-in segments during those shows as well to get a reading. Um, and I will look forward to being with you again next month. So until then, May blessings surprise you around every corner. Thank you for joining us on today's Firefly Willows LIVE on-air readings broadcast. If you would like to receive a personal reading from one of our hosts, you may contact them by visiting fireflywillows.com slash live slash hosts. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows LIVE. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.